Wrapping up week seven here on Run Up the Score. And a uh, very interesting week. We learned a lot about a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of different offenses. Mike Evans' struggles continued while Tom Brady continued his reign over the NFL defenses, proving that Father Time has maybe one loss when it comes to him. We've got a lot to talk about, maybe some bagpipes to play, unfortunately. Let's get into it all, and let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott and Tom. Hey, everybody. And uh, I got to say, guys, my team struggled in week seven. And the only thing that really kept me going was the fact that at least we got to Air our grievances and vent our frustrations. Damn you, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert <laughs> ruined my entire... I had a nice weekend, too. I was with the girlfriend's family. We traveled a little bit, got out and saw some other parts of the world. And Justin Herbert, man, I, I, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the photoshops making him look like Thor. He's if you put him, good, though. He's not as handsome as a Hemsworth. I can tell you that much, a rat-faced prick. He's a winner now. Um, I'm only saying that, Justin, because I know he listens. Um, but I'm only saying that because, you know, you've ruined my fantasy week. And, and I think, you know, you've been a pro for seven weeks. I think you understand just how much it means to some of us. He's becoming uh, a fantasy legend. He's been unbelievable. I mean, he's so good. Yeah. He looks every bit the part of the franchise quarterback the Chargers drafted him to be. And he's uh, got that, like, you know, he, lo- he, he looks he looks at his first, second, first, second, third option but he's got that ability to just hit the hole and just yeah. sprint, and he is fast too. Yeah. So I think he's going to be a fantasy asset for a very long time. Congrats to the people who in dynasty leagues drafted him with a late pick. Mm-hmm. I've got a question. You know how you're talking uh, right there, fantasy versus reality football, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Who do you think was more mad, seemingly to Todd Gurley? Right. So after this week, Todd Gurley will be. <laughs> I'm sure tweeted at and lambasted by Falcons fans, right? Yep. Um, but he once did this before where he didn't score and fantasy people, you know, attacked him. Killed him for it. Know? Yeah. <laughs> He's just so, trying to even out the score. So who is worse, right? Because he, he went out there and he pleased the fantasy people. What are the I think the Falcons fan base is too dejected to even care at this point in time. I mean the, it's not even that he scored. Like they got the two point conversion too. Like they had, like they yeah. did, like they. Yeah, he shouldn't have scored, but they also made it so that they had to They're score a touchdown. touchdown. Yeah, like, like score up a like, touchdown, like, and, and yeah, like you, you're handing, you're giving the ball back to the joke. worst defense in the league to try to stop somebody, and they couldn't do it. Which of like, so yeah, it makes sense. But I do think that the real football fans are going to be more mad at Todd Gurley because like the real it. football fans, quite frankly, are dumber than fantasy football fans. I don't know, I too. He was like the real football fans, quote-unquote, are still rooting for the Giants for some reason. I think the exact so. opposite. Fantasy fans are as dumb as they get, just like our listeners. No, I'm just kidding. But like, <laughs> I, I happen people, to think our listeners are quite intelligent. People get really bent out of shape around fantasy football. There's no doubt about it. I mean, if you listen to oh, yeah. podcasts about fantasy, you're probably – a uh, highly likely candidate to be bent out of shape about it. I'll just transition on bent out of shape. Go to uh, Jarek McKinnon. Look no further. Bad performance while Jeff Wilson. I look out. around the guys. You know what I see? Losers. 
Exactly. Jarek McKinnon, a great pick, Tom. Yeah, I mean, I, I started him this week. I know a lot of people probably did. Um, I would have. He only went I, backwards. <laughs> what? He only went backwards. Oh yeah, that's exactly right. I would say if you had <laughs> Jeff Wilson and Jarek McKinnon, the safe play was Jarek McKinnon, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So like, Jeff I, I Wilson wasn't even active last week. <laughs> yeah, I think that probably went around a little bit. I didn't. I sat Jeff Wilson in a league. Um, you know. No one knew he was going to go for three touchdowns. Of course, you think that that could happen with Jeff Wilson. But now, even if he was on your roster, he's pretty much off because he, he looks to be hurt. The good he's done. Is, yeah. Jarek yeah. Jarek McKinnon lives on another week and hopefully uh, doesn't disappoint you going forward. Yeah, maybe they'll actually try to give him the ball this week. Guys, am- the three of us all individually had more fantasy points than – Jarek McKinnon this week. Yes. So congratulations and, to us. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> With a big whopping zero. Scotty, uh, you're a loser. And so did you, most listeners, unless uh, someone else went negative. In unless one of you threw a, a back-breaking <laughs> pick in your Sunday morning flag football league and then um, got benched or something. My loser, unfortunately for them, is the Cowboys. I mean, you lose this game 25-3 to against a Washington football team that looked absolutely hopeless up to this point. Uh, outside of a win against the Eagles. Um, and you also potentially lose Andy Dalton, who takes a terrible shot in this game. Uh, you're down to a, a start, a, a young man by the name of Danucci, I believe his last name Hey, was. Ma! <laughs> We're going to Danucci's! <laughs> you want uh, some chicken cutlets or something? And this is bad. This is so bad for fantasy value. You see Zeke not even get 10 points in this game. You see Amari Cooper struggle in this game, and and I, I believe Gallup bageled in this game. Uh, it's just he did. He did. There, there's just so much stink to go around when you reach this level of quarterback play. And if this is the case for the Cowboys, this is a this was a fantasy gold mine literally three weeks ago, and it's about to become a wasteland. Yes, I, I'll tell you already. what, it's a wasteland I'll, already. I'll tell you what, if I'm uh, if I'm Jerry Jones. The first thing I'm doing tomorrow morning is calling Dak Prescott's agent and being like, well, well, well listen, my hands are ready to write the check. You just tell me what number needs to be on that check. And if I'm Dak Prescott's agent, when I hear that phone call, the first thing I'm going to say is more. No, I think we can take a look and see how the rest of the season plays out. You know, let's, let's see how much you really need Dak Prescott going forward. That's yeah, actually, I mean, it was a brutal that's effort. That's already what's happened every single time, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, no. Nah. We're gonna we're gonna see what happens when Andy Dalton gets out there, <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna see what happens when Benucci gets out there, and uh, you're gonna back up the Brinks truck uh, come next fall. Hey Ma, call Danucci's plumbing. I clogged the toilet again. <laughs> you are like the guy from Futurama right now. The, 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 he has no name. You know what I'm talking about? He's just there. Uh, he's there in a. In a I, there's no. There's no good name. Wildly random reference coming from Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Beyond even us. I thought that's really almost what you were going for instead of just like, you know. I mean, generic Italian guy. (laughs) Yeah, sure. I was going to describe him, but I couldn't uh, think of a politically correct way to say a white tank top. Tony Soprano. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yes, he's wearing an under. He's wearing an undershirt. <laughs> Who's your loser, Doc? My loser is Mike Evans, and this is again. This has been brewing for a while, but I mean, he doesn't catch a pass. He doesn't hasn't caught a pass. Hadn't caught a pass in seven quarters. Then he get a target before he got two catches for thirty-seven yards in the second half. 
I'm looking into this like on NFL film study Twitter, and they're saying that he's getting a lot of double teams, which I guess somewhat explains it. But like you're Bruce Arians, you're this offensive minded coach with Tom Brady, this unbelievable quarterback who Tom Brady has certainly looked great the last few weeks. Yeah. But like, how do we not figure this out? He's he one of one. He figured it out. You just don't need to throw it to him. Yeah. And now, well, and it's it's a long term loser for Mike Evans as well because you got into uh, the the news dropped, of course, like the day after we drop our our week six week seven preview. Always. Antonio Brown signing with the Bucks. He's going to serve his one game suspension or hit the final game of his suspension next what about week. Gronk looking awesome. Too. Gronk looks amazing. Gronk, <laughs> Gronk looks like he's he's all the way back too. I asked you guys if you were adding Antonio Brown. You did. You did. So what was in the air, Tom? Do you no. have sources? Are you a source guy now? I just knew that his suspension was over week eight and that he's really good at football. I, had I think he's lying game. to us. I think he's Tom a close guy. Jeff, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's I mean, yeah. All right, let's uh let's talk heroes because there's there's so few this week. We got so screwed this week. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, it's a tough one. Drop time. Nice job, Tom. All right. Sometimes you got to reload. So I think I'm just going to rip the Band-Aid off with this one. We talked about Jarek McKinnon being a loser. We talked about Jeff Wilson getting hurt. The guy that seems in line is Jamichael Hasty uh, out of the backfield. Uh, Raheem Mostert was officially placed on IR on either Friday or Saturday. He's out until at least week 10, I think, at this point. So you have to miss three games. Okay, so he missed this so week. Even if eight, you have a like, with, just keep that in mind too. For yeah. uh, if you have a guy in IR, like a guy like Zach Ertz, he has a bye week in between. Uh, in between, like uh, three games would be played for the Eagles. Like mm-hmm. they play this week, and then I think they have a bye after that. But um, he has to miss three games, actual games, not right. three weeks. Once you get put on IR, so that include he's going to miss that week when he's when when it's their bye week, yeah, and then additional games, yeah. After. So. So that's what Raheem Mostert's dealing with as well. Jermichael Hasty. it just seems like the Niners didn't feel the need to get Jarek McKinnon involved, especially with how well Jeff Wilson was running. And then Jermichael Hasty looked very good uh, out of the backfield as well as the Niners were salting away their massive victory against the New England Patriots. Uh, just something to keep a track of. Speaking of injuries, leading running back value, Gio Bernard comes in. He had 13 carries for 37 yards, five catches, for 59 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, I think he's the number one ad here. Yeah. Too. Um, they're saying Mixon's week to week. Yeah. So it's not something necessarily that, uh, you know, he's going to be ready to go next week. And even if he is ready to go next week and he plays through next week, he could come in, you know, this, the Monday after that and not practice the whole week. And that's, that's the main takeaway here too. Mixon doesn't touch the field all week this week. He no. didn't practice at all. Yeah. So it's uh, actually kind of a, a pretty damning indication of what his, week will be like this week as well yeah and if you're a mixing owner shame on you if you don't already have Gio Bernard because this guy has been proven to save your butt when Joe Mixon is out of the game and yep. if you are a Gio Bernard owner already touche to you because yeah good you know, job you, you just one you've you've done a dodgeball swing right like that guy loses a running back you gain a starting running back and that's kind of that weird strategy that I've been talking about this year of Having other handcuff the handcuff, right? Or not even handcuff the handcuff, which is usually down the stretch very productive, but handcuff other people's handcuffs because the amount of mm-hmm. people dropping 
you're going to get those big swings and you, you might have a really powerful lineup. Part of the reason I like Kareem Hunt so much and I'm happy that that hit right away. Big time. Yeah, of course. Uh, for Gio, I mean, we, we say this all the time. If Joe Mixon is out, Gio Bernard is a plug-and-play RB1, and that seems to be the case already with this one. 18 touches, 90 yards, and a touchdown. There you go. I mean, another guy, guy. Well, sorry. Go ahead, yeah, Tom. Joe Burrow gets a one-yard rush, right, for a touchdown. So you think that if that doesn't work, what's the next likely play? You know, a handoff to yeah. Gio. He could have had a yeah. monster game. He already had a great game. Uh, I definitely had, like, replacement level. He was, you know, starter level. But um, yep, for sure. Another running back we need to talk about due to injury to a teammate uh, is Jamal Williams. Aaron Jones was really nice to us after Rutz drops their week seven preview. He misses practice and is eventually ruled Seemingly out. out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, yeah. Um, and this one, the reason why I think we brought up Gio Bernard first and, and even Jamichael Hasty first is because. I don't know. To me, this one kind of seems like the the Packers kind of knew that they were going to beat the Texans in this game. They certainly and, did. Uh, they beat them like a drum. But uh, it seemed like Aaron Jones was really pushing to play. Like he really wanted to play and felt like that he could. Mm-hmm. And that's the same kind of thing that happened to Devontae Adams earlier in the year with with uh, the Packers. They're obviously being careful with their two superstar players, which obviously they should be. But uh, it also makes me feel like you know Jamal. Or, uh, Jamal Williams probably isn't the priority ad this week. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, I just – I didn't start Jamal Williams where I had him this week, and I was like, what did I even bother picking him up for then? I felt like such an <laughs> idiot. Of course he was going to play well. Like, And even like the first few snaps that I saw of that game, like you see A.J. Dillon getting some burn, and I was like, okay, like it's going to be a timeshare. A.J. Dillon, like if he's if he plays well, he's going to run away with the job like yeah. Aaron Jones did. And then it was Jamal Williams who did it. So, um, yeah. Couple guys coming from the early game, the Thursday night game. We got Sterling Shepard, who shook off the rust in a big way. Uh, led the Giant, or, or was second on the on the Giants in targets, eight for six catches, fifty nine yards, and a touchdown. Uh, that looked like it was going to put the game away. So the Giants are going to him often. They're going to him in big spots, and they're going to him in the red zone. That's exactly what you want. He's kind of on that radar maybe not on the list yet of those slot receivers who can score that we love on this show danny dimes getting his swagger back baby and you might get him for another four weeks before he gets hurt again so we got bias coming up sterling shepherd might be your guy yeah sterling shepherd i definitely like i before we pressed record on this i was you know reading through the doc and i was happy to see him there if he wasn't there i was definitely going to add him to it i think he is a slot receiver that can score don because guess what i mean uh Darius Slayton, who also gets hurt in this game, you know he had the the week one with two touchdowns and you know all the fanfare around it. But I don't I think, think that's it. He he's not as sustainable of an option as someone like Sterling Shepard. Agreed. Yeah, I mean Slayton's only been streaky going back to last year, and Golden Tate is an afterthought for them. Although he made a great play on a touchdown yeah, in that game too. He's such an athlete. He made a great play on the out of bounds catch too. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, it's unfortunate. He's a great player. He, he's just not used. Yeah, they ruined his career when they traded him away from the Lions to the Eagles, and then now to the to the Giants. I mean, I yeah, think, I agree. Didn't I he think, ask for a trade? Uh, well, him and uh, yeah, but send him somewhere cool. I was thinking about when he left the Seahawks. Actually, <laughs> him and Russell oh, okay. really get along. What a what a famous partnership that could have been, though. Oh, no my God, kidding, I know. Man. Talk about, like, Baldwin and Tyler Lockett. Like, it could have been Golden Tate there for a decade. The whole time. 
Could, he could have still been doing it for sure. Uh, Richard Rodgers on the other side of the ball for the Eagles. Their third string tight end and their third tight end to put up a borderline tight end one performance. Eight catches, eight targets turned into six catches for 85 yards and, a, and no touchdowns. That's his most yards since 2000. Any guesses? Ever. 14. <laughs> so close. And like I said earlier, um, Ertz isn't coming back anytime soon, and no. neither is Dallas Goddard. So you know this offense uses the tight end. I think it's really only going to be in really – like easy matchups here, but they play the Cowboys next week and then they get a bye week and then they get the Giants again. So uh, he has a good little run here. Do we do we get to ask the question? Is Richard Rogers worth holding over the Eagles bye week <laughs> so that you can no. play against the Giants? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> All right. These are the questions that I have to ask just so that the people can get their answers, guys. Right. Don't don't shoot the messenger. Right. Wait, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak a guy in here. Um, okay. I know that his ownership is probably pretty high, but I know that even in a league with all three of us, I just dropped him when I knew Johnu was going to be healthy. Uh, let's throw Rob Gronkowski onto the radar here for people that uh, sure. have him available. I think he looked really, really good. I'll read his line Me for too. Here. I'm pulling it up. I mean, he had 14.7 and half point PPR, eight targets, five catches, 62 yards, and a tuh. And that's mm-hmm. I mean, without oh, this other pass breakup in the backfield, it was a really nice play from the corner. I don't remember who it was. Rob would have left with two, and Brady was yeah. So um, I think he's a little bit back. I mean, when you look at his last two games, each of the games, eight targets, uh, over 60 yards, and a touchdown. So five catches in each as well. You're not going to get that from every tight end looking around there on the waiver wire, especially yeah. considering holding Richard Rodgers through the bye. Check on Gronk's availability, you know? He yeah, yeah, for sure. You he's never know. It. He's definitely worth a look. A guy who is definitely worth a look now that he's not facing the Bills next week, LaMichael Pirine, 11 carries, 39 yards, and a touchdown, uh, two catches for 16 as well. It seemed like he took over the backfield in this one, and I don't know. Split 11 carries apiece, but yeah. you got to give the young man a little more run as mm-hmm. the season goes on. He's looked on. better. And he has. It was a nice touchdown run that he had. Uh, reaches across there for, for a nice tud. But yep. uh, you know, obviously, this is the Jets running back, so you can't get too excited. No, no. But I mean, we got bye weeks coming up. It was a revenge game for Frank Gore, so you wanted to give him a little extra burn. And the good thing I would say is that Ty Johnson leaves this game, no carries, no targets. So obviously, you know what you have in Frank Gore. I think they go to Lamichael Pirine by season's end. Yeah. Yeah. All right, our tight end, our only player on the two tuds gets you to the dock club for this week is Harrison Bryant, the rookie out of Cleveland. Another announcement that was made after Run Up the Score released their Week 7 preview. Way to go, NFL. We really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Austin Hooper, emergency appendectomy, out for this week. Likely out for next week as well. Harrison Bryant, maybe worth a look. He's This is not the first time he's scored touchdowns yeah. in the red zone this this week. He looks so – I mean, he they look like they found a guy. And if they end up trading in Joku, he could end up being the only show in town. He's in, one of these new, weeks. like new age tight ends that's just absolutely huge, but can really move pretty well mm-hmm. too. So he's an interesting guy, and you know they're obviously looking to use him when when he's on the field. So if if Hooper's going to sit out, which it seems like he is, I don't know who the Browns get next week. Uh, do you know? Uh, I can look. But either way, if you're going to see five targets and have two, I can't of them believe I don't know my beloved Browns schedule for them to get a touchdown. That's why I asked. Um, <laughs> You know, you, you gotta you gotta put them in the mix. Oh, so who just allowed a tud to Gronk? Yeah, I mean, should have been two. There you go. Well, as uh, as Tom perfectly put it, 
Njoku also scored, so I think he's worth looking at if you had to. And that's kind of what scares me about if I was going to play either one of these guys because it does seem like a coin flip at that point. Njoku, much yeah. more familiar with the offense, not a rookie, all that good stuff he has going for him. But he's got some weird stuff going on too, though. Like, didn't he ask to be traded earlier in the year? And he's he's not. And he just, the to, he just reminded them that he wants to be traded again <laughs> this week. He's like, "Hey, I'm still here, and I don't want to be." Cool. All right, you good know, talk, guys. If he's gonna play and they need him, yeah, the people his trade intrigue goes up if he plays well. So he very true. It, both sides serve the purpose of fantasy points. Exactly. Uh, Got to keep talking about the Browns. Ha <laughs> ha. Suck it, everybody. Uh, Odell Beckham uh, looking like a major knee injury. I'm not ready to do it yet. Okay, fine. If, it, if um, We don't know the news yet, and I don't want to put that bad juju out in the air. Fine. Once I know, I'll be ready with the bag. Rashard Higgins and, oh, what was his first name? Donovan. Donovan Peoples-Jones. Donovan Peoples-Jones with a great man catch Monday nominee for that Donovan game-winning Peoples tug that he scored. Champ. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's the nickname, right? We have to call him that. Donovan Peoples Champ. Um, Donovan Peoples I think Champ. Donovan Peoples Champ is the Peoples Champ if only one person, the person who's speaking, is deciding as the Browns' priority at wide receiver. He's a big guy, got targeted on a trick play, like they're, looking like they were trying to get him involved once Odell went out because they knew that they were going to be depending on him. Rashard Higgins, he's had his time to carve out his role in the offense, and he just never did it in a way that was meaningful in a fantasy perspective. I think Peoples-Jones, the younger guy, the more explosive guy, gets the longer burn yeah, as the season rolls on. A freak athlete. He he, awesome. He's only a rookie, and obviously with the receivers they have and, and the pass-catching options, even with Kareem Hunt and Harrison Bryant and – you know, David and Joku, he hasn't had a real chance to shine this year, but this dude is a player. Mm -hmm. He was very good at Michigan. He was like a, you know, one of the highest recruits, even back, you know, dating back to like high school. He was like the number one recruit in his in his class and stuff like that. So this guy's like a a super high end athlete that if he gets a shot, obviously he can cash. Yeah, for sure. Here's the problem though. Imagine, you know, um, we don't know who Odell Beckham is, right? Imagine they're like equal on their rookie years. And you say all that great stuff about Odell and, you know, because it all applies. Odell, oh, he's so good. He was great at LSU. Well, well, I should have some awesome opportunity. Odell now, completely established, you know, elite wide receiver, still didn't get enough looks or targets in the offense. Yep. <laughs> so it, it, is, it is with great pause that I would say that the people's champ gets deserved action. You're right. Like, what, is he going to split reps with Rashard Higgins and split Odell's four targets a week? Listen, yeah, like, even if he got <laughs> it's been proven, <laughs> it has been proven now and in the 27 touchdown rookie season that he had, that Baker Mayfield's just better without Odell. <laughs> I've been saying it for years, guys. As a devote, I'm done. I'm done. Oh, I'm done. Uh, Corey Davis, question mark, is on the dock. Uh, he may have been dropped because he was on the COVID list, missed the last couple of weeks, scores this week, gets 10 targets this week, turns it into six catches for 35 yards and a touchdown, the first touchdown the Titans scored on the day. He well, has gone dude. over nine points half PPR in every single game he's been active for That's this good. year. That is nice. That's dependable. Nice, that's a nice And you have buys here. coming up. You, yeah. whoever you are listening. But 10 I, targets and a touchdown and you still only get that line isn't isn't very exciting. Well, he's it's no A.J. Brown. It's scary for Jonu, actually, because, you know, 
each it was either AJ Brown or Corey Davis was gone for like the majority of the season, right? So then John mm-hmm. would kind of step into a bigger role. I think Johnu goes from a potential elite option here to a and granted he got his target in the red zone and he almost came down with it and you know he would have walked away with a decent day, but even then it would have only been a very decent day. I think he turns mm-hmm. into yep. a, a a good tight end option with big play upside, and he's not in that like elite tier where he we thought he could be when he was tight end two for the first like four games. Right. I agree. Yeah, me too. I hope he can get back to that form though. Oh, of course. Yeah, and big uh, play next... goes a long way. That's where Mark Andrews came from. So it, it, Of course. It... For sure. Nelson Aguilar. The rebirth is on in Las Vegas. So many people go to Vegas and never come back the same way. <laughs> Nelson Aguilar goes to Vegas, finds himself. Not not very rare that somebody can do that without yeah, losing I all their money. They haven't made a what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas joke mm. at some point. I don't know I, why, but Derek Carr's great you, too. you work on that. Yeah, way. I mean, uh, listen, nine targets, a hundred yards, and a touchdown in this game. Not bad, Nelson Aguilar. I, I mean, again, he's not someone I'd be you know jumping to the wire to add. I actually think uh, to bring someone up in the same light, I think I'd pick up a guy like Brandon Ayuk instead who kind of has some more upside, obviously, especially on that team. Uh, they're obviously trying to get him the ball, and he looks strong once he, really he gets does. it in his hands. He's yeah. a problem. Yeah, and Debo actually leaves with a hamstring injury. Um, so there's going to be some updates on that hamstring injuries, and players like Debo not going to you know, combine very well. He's a burst guy. So I you yeah. here to stay. Worth noting, for sure. We move on. Albert Akwegbanam. We got the official pronunciation uh, on the tight end for the Broncos. Drew Locke's college teammate. Seven targets, caught all of them for 60 yards. Uh, They're just super – the Broncos are just super thin at receiver. They mostly go with sets that include Tim Patrick and Jerry Judy, and they love working fans out of the slot. A fan didn't even really look that, like, healthy in this game. No. I mean, I know it's in the snow, so the field conditions weren't great. But he, he looked kind of slower than he normally does. Hopefully he can get back up to speed. But obviously if they get in game scripts where they're going to throw the ball a lot, uh, Locke likes throwing to this guy. Mm-hmm. I love that I called this to pat myself on the back because it just came to me while we were recording that they that they live together. or they're I don't know if they live together. Now I'm just creating full. Now you're just adding it. They grew up together. You are writing the backstory for these guys. It's awesome. Yeah, they played spin the bottle at an eighth grade birthday party and kissed the same chick. Whoa, dude! (laughs) Ever since then, they've been brothers. Boys for life! (laughs) Can you tell what kind of week it was in fantasy, by the way, by how this show has gone so far? My goodness. Um, And I think we had one more name, Marquez Calloway. Ten targets. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was a week where you thought you could play Taysom Hill. And uh, you thought wrong. It was it was Callaway. Callaway was nice. He was better than Traquan Smith. The whole team was gone in the receiving core. When you think about it, I mean, you know, Emmanuel Sanders wasn't there. You know, Michael Thomas wasn't Corona. there. And now you're hearing that Michael Thomas may not be available for next week as well. Turning out yep. to be one of the biggest draft busts of the season. A first. I mean, round oh, he's easily the biggest bust of the first round. Saquon Barkley excluding. I mean, you can't really. But that's not even like I don't know. It's, it's not Saquon's fault, I guess. Uh, yeah. Is, is, is it, it Michael Thomas' fault? 
I went through the same like justification. One suspension, yeah. the thing that he missed for the suspension is his fault for sure. Yeah, but um, but no, I mean, yeah, I mean, Marquez Collar. I mean, if he's going to be a thing, I mean, we know that they they are going to throw the ball. I mean. Alvin Kamara has soaked up 30% of the team receptions for the Saints. And, I mean, Emmanuel Sanders gets put on uh, the COVID reserve on, what, Saturday it yeah. was? So, you know, he's got... There's almost no way he plays next week. I'd imagine it'd be tough for him to play next he week. Might, yeah. because when you think about how the, the Raiders' offensive line all got tagged on, like, Wednesday, they still played. So there's there's weird protocol. True. The rules are... There is no protocol. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it's a little... I'm going to side with Scott on that. Um, yeah. All right. Let's run I, down the slate here. Go I'll ahead, Tom. One, I'll bring one last alibi up. He might be getting dropped because last week uh, he had a buy, so he might not have been owned. And that's Latavius Murray while we were talking mm-hmm. about the same. Um, he more often than not has double-digit carries, and he gets some goal line work. So you could do worse than uh, playing Latavius Murray. Most of his points obviously came – in that two touchdown affair versus Detroit, but that doesn't mean that he won't get some other touch. He's void of value, yeah. Throughout the year, agree. All right, we start to run down the slate: the Giants against the Eagles. We know about the Daniel Jones meme. Two turnovers for Danny Dimes. He looked okay though, and his <laughs> rushing has provided him a pretty ran, good floor. Recently. Ran himself out of his own booth. Ran himself man. into the history books of the internet for sure. He was flying. Yeah, and you could tell it was like you could tell when he was at like the fifth year. Like I think he might be running too fast. You know, like he might fall over himself. And Lamar Jackson has ever ran in a game. He was flying, flying. Saw that. I know. Yeah, I I think I saw something like Tyreek Hill hasn't reached that speed at any point this year (laughs) that Daniel Jones reached on the 90 90 yard run either. It's it's insane that he was able to do that. Uh, Carson Wentz response kicked in. (laughs) <laughs> Carson Wentz on the other side of the football Three touchdowns, one rushing I mean, he just basically put the team on his back And said, we can't lose We Lots can't lose if we take it seriously Barely cashes at the last second I mean, he was Way to go It was him. interesting, for sure I mean, I'm glad they scored and everything But I'd be surprised yeah, was- Even though it's a long a long week You know, the mini-buy for the Eagles to heal up Uh I think they probably sit Miles Sanders again yeah. here. I, I mean, he's the investment for the future. This team is yeah going to so, be in it no matter the result that they get next we'll, week. We'll see, though. We'll see yeah. what happens. Um, nothing really going on with that team. Uh, Detroit, Atlanta. I mean, real life football for a, for a brief moment. It's amazing how Atlanta finds ways to lose. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's amazing. Awesome. To it's me. awesome. It's fun to watch them blow a game. It's oh my god! And this one, like Todd Gurley, repays fantasy owners for all the times that he took the knee when he didn't need to on the Rams. Rams yeah, gets into the end zone. Um, of course, well, well, man, burned trying too trying many to bridges before so. too. Like, you know, it seemed like he realized, like he got to like the one he realized and was like, oh shit, and he kind of fell in. <laughs> Why are they not like in their ear? If I was the head coach, I would be screaming to them before the play starts. Like they should know way ahead of time if they want to go down. Uh, to me, again, that's bad coaching from the Falcons. You know what it looked yeah. like to me? It looked like if uh, you're playing like Madden or something and the character breaks a tackle and like you didn't want him to score, but like in order to get through the broken tackle, he has to like, he had to the go. animation puts him in and not your direction. Exactly. Like yeah. if you throw a sideline pass, this always used to happen to me. You throw a pass near the sideline 
and the guy just does like a little upfield move out of bounds and you had all this running room and it just beat yeah <laughs> getting the animation that's like a key term I've, i watched a lot of madden twitchers yeah in the off season it's like how did he get the animation on that? Like, <laughs> I guess if you time it in a certain way on a jump ball or something, right. the game essentially flips a coin as to who right. gets the pick animation and who gets the, <laughs> oh, crap, like the guy picked it animation. Right. It's super weird. Uh, <laughs> but that came up when we were talking about it. Yeah, I haven't um, done that in a while. In Marvin a while. Jones. I idea what you were talking about originally right there, yeah. but it'll work. Marvin Jones didn't sink you. He didn't score, Hopefully though. it's a sign of things to come. Yeah, he looked good. Kenny Galladay. Continues to make a 50-50 catch. Hawkinson looks like a hundred zero, and Hawkinson had a great game. Scored the game-winning touchdown as well. DeAndre Swift may have begun his uh, ascent. Uh, basically, an equal snap share. Basically, an equal touch yeah. share uh, with Adrian Peterson was far more effective, in my opinion. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see how that shakes out. But he does look yeah. good. Cleveland and Cincinnati. Can we get? 10 more games like this in the next five years between wild. Baker Mayfield and Joe Burrow. The two Browns-Bengals games this year have been some of the more entertaining series of games this season in terms of interdivision battles. Burrow had, I think it was almost 400 yards the last time they played the Browns. Goes for 400 this time, yep. rushes in a touchdown and throws for three more. It's his first 30-burger of what looks to be many. Uh, their yep. offense is really geared toward his skill set. T. Higgins with a great touchdown. Tyler Boyd with a monster full-point PPR day. Yeah, I might have done some losing in fantasy this week, but I did give you Boston Scott and and Tyler Boyd as my plum pick. Exactly. I think exactly. I got that going for me. On the Brown side, we talked about the Odell injury. Going to have to wait to see uh, more. Um, we're recording this Sunday night, so we probably aren't going to get the report unless it comes off on Twitter while we're recording. We'll keep you guys as updated as we can. Uh, just assume we play the bagpipes if it's announced that he's out for the season. Uh you would think it means an uptick in Jarvis Landry, but we'll see how it plays out. Obviously, Higgins and Peoples-Jones were the two that really uh, stepped up for Baker Mayfield, who threw five touchdowns. I'm not prepared to say he's good because, Scott, you sent me that wonderful meme of the Baker Mayfield cycle. Oh, yeah. And it's like, play like shit, <laughs> silence the doubters. Like, or play like shit, like practice really well. Play well, yeah, it's like, silence the doubters. Yeah, it's like, play like shit. Media talks trash on you. Play against a really bad team. Go off. Yeah. Silence the doubters. Play and, a good team and suck. And and it just repeats. Yeah, and and they get the Raiders next week, who are you know they're not necessarily one of the better teams in the league, but they've beaten good teams in this league already. We'll see how that goes, but uh, for now, Baker Mayfield as my quarterback in the Eliminator Guillotine League uh, could you not be happier with that day. performance. Yeah. Unbelievable for me. Pittsburgh, Tennessee. Uh, the buildup for this did not disappoint. Pittsburgh jumped out to an early lead. Titans spent the entire second half coming back. They looked great doing it. Deontay Johnson, a great comeback game. Nine catches, 80 yards, two touchdowns, 30% target share. I know the Titans lost. I, the Titans rock. I it's so it. fun to watch. Yeah. I, and Tannehill is solid, and you can start him every week because he still gets that two-touchdown floor, and he mm -hmm. does it again this week. Henry's awesome. I love watching him. Let's go. I know. I like. I said. I know they lost, and I really think that they probably should have won this game. But uh, you know, go Titans from from here on out. I'm a Titans yeah, guy. I mean, mighty mighty Titans. Gaskowski should be cut tomorrow. It's it's getting cost them two games nearly. Yeah, it's getting a little ridiculous. Like if he made that and they go to overtime, you know, and they get the ball, you got to believe that Henry in the fifth quarter for him. 
is gonna. <laughs> it's just really completely play. worn out the Steelers' defense. Wait, didn't they just go to overtime the other week? Yeah, and, he, and yeah. they yeah. just he did, did that. that. <laughs> it was the same game script. <laughs> yeah, that's why I think that, huh? So I yeah, because they've done it already. And and I don't know if you saw Big Ben's look, the look on his face, because he knew what was about to happen. Yeah, I saw that. He was stunned. Oh, it was unbelievable. Was like, Thank God. We got the toss. Yeah. It was over. He looked yeah. like he got away with something, which, you know. You can't hold a big man down for five quarters. You You're can't. lucky to hold him down for four quarters. Yeah, they call him a second-half player, but when you get beyond the second half, he's uh, he's undefeated. You're in deep shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. New Orleans, Carolina. I got to say, man, Teddy Two Gloves has been some of the most fun football I've seen all year. He's been so good. The way he manipulates the pocket has been like next level. That spin move. He loves the hit. He loves the spin move to to leak out to the left. Yeah. I mean, keeping his eyes downfield. Yeah, exactly, Tom. (laughs) You're exactly right. Yes. So, I mean, DJ Moore had a nice coming back game. Robbie Anderson, steady as always. Mike Davis, probably a little disappointing, but I mean, Oh, yeah. He's been so good for you beforehand. Curtis Samuel actually gets the rushing touchdown, which I had tried to point out a long time His ago. His only carry, though. He, there was one, been, he had, No, I know. I'm not about to pat myself on the back because he hadn't been consistent enough in either facet of the game for you to start in yeah. fantasy. So really no. what I would consider that is a Mike Davis vulture, to your point, Don. So Mike mm-hmm. Davis would have been fine, except he got vultured by uh, Curtis Samuel. So My problem with that is – if Christian McCaffrey were in that game, they wouldn't have run that play to Curtis Samuel. And I just think that that's not fair to Mike Davis, who's Mike basically Davis as good as Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey respect in my argument, yes. I agree. No, but, um, I mean, this was awesome. Alvin Kamara with a 20-point game without scoring in basically all formats is incredible to me. He's been such a great steal. I think because of the Michael Thomas bust issues that Tom oh, was yeah, talking about, sure. uh, just, you know, I would take a bullet for Alvin Kamara. They're all so I'm going to mention him anytime I can. <laughs> Buffalo and the Jets. We've said that these games get stinky, and boy, did Josh Allen prove us right. 307 yards, no touchdowns, 61 rushing yards. So he gave you the yeah, passing touchdown and a half on that. But I, I don't know. I wanted to lose him, but it was just too much. Yeah. You know, like you yeah, got to get a touchdown. I, exactly. So you, I couldn't give him the loser, but you got to get a touchdown against the Jets. It was off. That was, I mean, um, like they kicked a field goal, Scott. You and I were talking about this off air. They kicked a, the Bills kicked a field goal to go up twelve ten, and it never felt close after that. Yeah, like the it Jets, never felt like the Jets were like threatening the, third in the quarter. Game. The Jets were winning the, the whole yeah. game yeah. after that point. They didn't let up a touchdown, and the game didn't Crazy feel close. How bad they are. Yeah, I think the Jets had somebody told me this, so take it with a grain of salt. Uh, that the Jets had four yards of offense in the second half. That's, that sounds, sounds yeah. Um, <laughs> We didn't bring up Denzel Mims, who played his first NFL action, led the led the uh, Jets in receiving they yards. Did nothing in the second half, and they did nothing in the second <laughs> half. So, but a guy I have my eye on for sure, just in case. Yeah, same they thing with Lamar. What they had with him? Yeah. So, speaking of not scoring a touchdown, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Yikes! I will say, Amari Cooper did have seven catches for eighty yards. Only had three when Andy Dalton went out of the game. So maybe there's some value to be salvaged there. Come on, I think that's. I think we have a serious Michael Gallup problem, right? For this year, a quarterback problem. (laughs) You're trying to Mario Cooper out there with Danucci starting next week. Danucci hit him on a fade fade first pass he had. Got the high respect to that one. Yeah, they were like, he was like, screw it. I'm throwing this first one. (laughs) 
Yeah. Because he went to JMU. So not to talk shit about him or anything like that, but like he was watching Come on. He was watching Amari Cooper on TV, you know? He's like, damn, yeah. I, I, I should have started him last week. Like he was he was like, <laughs> yeah. like, he's like oh wow, I have to throw him the ball. And then he threw him um, the ball. So probably a really cool yeah. moment for him. Um it may that may be as good as it gets. It may be awesome. We don't know. Like sometimes rando people come in and they're and they're really good. They can rise to the I can hope that for Danucci, but I'm not gonna project it. Um uh, I am afraid of any cowboy in my lineup. Yeah, terrifying. I think you have to be for now. Uh, I do have one question. I love doing these as the year rolls along. I feel like this is the first time I've done this. Where are you drafting Terry McLaurin next year? Not high enough wherever he goes. The third round? Yeah. Like That's where he should go, in my opinion. He's a top 15 weekly receiver. Third or fourth round. And I think Kyle Allen actually brings out the best uh, chance for him to score, as well as Antonio Gibson, who went nuts today. He looks great today. I liked uh, Antonio I Gibson got more carries today than he did in college. Exactly. <laughs> what? He had I don't know carries. if that's hundred percent true. <laughs> he had twenty carries today. Whoa. I don't know if that's true either, but it's close. I think he I think he only had between something between like thirty and fifty total carries in college. I'm Googling. Yeah. Do you guys want to talk about the next game? Which uh, is you know, talking about Green Bay Houston. I'll talk about or it. Or continue talking. Yeah, okay, I mean, go for it. People kept calling him a wide receiver. I screenshotted his stat line today and sent it into a lot of chats because, as I revealed in the last episode, I have him everywhere and I need him this week. He showed up yep. for me. But I know it off the top of my head now. He went uh, 20 carries for 126 or 128 yards and a touchdown. No catches. And I wrote, not bad for a receiver, huh? To all, yeah. those, to all those chats because everyone was talking shit saying, oh, you know, he's not a running back. He's got no carries. And Don, how many carries did he have? down there in Memphis. 33. 33 carries in college. And 20 today. 20 today. He and had six 44 catches. And he looked great. He looked amazing. He's really good he's at the goal line, too, like a, and around in the red zone because he can. he's like one of those guys that can get going fast. You know, yep. He hits that top speed right away, and once he does, he's tough to bring down. Yep. I like the young man. I, got, I drafted him late in the league that this year actually is adopting keepers. So I'm actually uh, – he's – He's looking like he's definitely my keeper in like the ninth or tenth round. Very nice. Wow, that's Green. Yeah. yeah, I was pumped, dude. It's a twelve-man league too. Green Bay, Houston. Uh, reports of the Packers' offensive demise were greatly overstated. Aaron Rodgers with four touchdowns. Jamal Williams with a rushing touchdown to seal it late. Devontae Adams had a career day, almost two hundred yards receiving in this one. If you just don't count like the other career day he had earlier this year, that is correct. <laughs> he the other career dating. days he's had throughout his career. I'm sorry, did we have more than one career day in high school? <laughs> yeah, we did. So Devontae Adams can have more than one. Come on. I wish I could have one day like Devontae Adams. <laughs> Me too, man. I had career day in high school at all. Yeah, I don't think we did. <laughs> Why you got to blow up my spot like that, Tom? Why you got to do that to me? I don't know. No Although the last time that I the last time that I made an assumption like that about our hometown, like someone DM Tom and was like, "That's definitely never happened before." <laughs> and I was like, oh, "Jesus Christ, we're fact checking Byram, New Jersey, huh?" <laughs> That's where wow, we made it. <laughs> yeah, no, no fireman uh, ever came in and told me how his day goes. <laughs> we pretty much just kind of. We pretty well, much someone trips and slips the fire alarm at the shop, right? And that's pretty much our day. 
Um, I, I wish someone would have told me what firemen mostly do. I think I might have been interested. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> they work crazy shifts. It's it's pretty insane. I would never do it. It's one of those many jobs that I would just be horrible at. I think. You On the Texas side of the ball, boys, you do a lot of chilling with. That the boys. That is true. Yeah. A lot of chilling with the boys, which you are good at. I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. Sometimes I get a little too excited. I'm like a puppy sometimes with the boys. The spread of targets with the Texans has been consistent and it's been steady. And you just you can count on, I think, the targets to come for Cobb, Cooks, and Fuller. And. Yeah, Fuller all, seems to have fun. the eye in the red zone. Game script, you know, Fuller gets six targets here, Cooks gets nine, and Cobb gets ten. So I agree with you. Mm-hmm. And the game script is always going to be in their favor. Their defense is bad, not great. Yeah, Cobb revenge game though. That's that's you get a couple extra in the revenge game from the quarterback. Don said Cobb's too many years and too many. Yeah, way too many years removed. <laughs> Sorry. What? It's over. How he doesn't get a revenge game? Nope. He had his chance. It's just not allowed, Don. He played. He played against the Packers while he was on the Cowboys. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm sorry. Like that doesn't. That, <laughs> That's it. That's so right. his most, his gets. next revenge game is when he plays the Cowboys. Oh, oh, you get a revenge game no. for anyone you played for. No, yeah. I mean, I know play. we're liberal <laughs> with the revenge game designation. Yes, so course. fine. Bucks Raiders. The only Man, game. game. The only game to feature uh, logos that have swords on both teams. Hopkins just scored. Yeah, that is correct. Scotty, you lost. Um, So did I. That's fine. Uh, But I won. One of the things that I've been really impressed with this year, and I can't believe I'm saying this, is Derek Carr. Because he's playing great. He's played very well. The Raiders seem to be moving the ball well in offense. It was a very similar game script to uh, the Bucs game against the Packers, where the Bucs defense just kind of was like, they're not scoring for the rest of the game. And then that was, they just blew them off the field yeah. uh, at the end of the game, which was interesting for the Bucks, I guess, going forward. But um, yeah, I'm looking at Carr's game log right now. Week one, 13. Week two, 21. Week three, 15. Week four, 20. Week five, 23. By week, week seven, 19. So pretty nice. Pretty solid. Yeah. Pretty what, solid. One game below 15, I think I heard there. Yeah, just one game below. And it was week one. And uh, three games. Uh, over 20. That's awesome. It's pretty good. Very awesome. Yeah. Scotty Miller, thank you for your services. Uh, he scored and had six catches in the last game. Oh, well, I guess he's got one more before Antonio Brown uh, takes his spot in the lineup and does not relinquish it. Most likely. Uh, so it's been real Scotty Miller. I guess roster him if you're in bi-week trouble next week, but be ready to drop him because uh, Antonio's coming home. Yeah. And by home, I mean to Tommy. Are you going to start him <laughs> the first week he plays? Antonio Brown? Yeah, if you theoretically. Am I desperate? Uh, no, you're just normal. I think you got to be a little desperate to throw him out there week one. The thing with that, and this is why I want to ask, is that he has the rapport with Tom Brady. And when he played week one with Tom Brady. From the three weeks that they were on the same team? Dude, he like lived at Brady's house for a little bit. They He did. They were like, you know how Edelman has that old quote where he's like, I wanted to be near him in case he needed anything. Like, why yeah. he to be near Tom Brady? Yeah. Antonio Brown is the new Edelman. Like, he owes Brady so much that he needs Antonio to Antonio Brown <laughs> wishes he could be like Edelman. Well, no kidding. that's the point, Scott. That's the point. <laughs> you surround yourself with greatness and you hope yeah. that you become great yourself. I'm a little skeptical if you couldn't tell. Yeah. 
I, I think anybody in their right mind is correct <laughs> to be a little skeptical of the Antonio Brown experiment in Tampa Bay. Kansas City, Denver. This may be the weirdest win of Patrick Mahomes' career when it's all said and done. He did not need to do much at all. They got a special teams and a defensive touchdown on back-to-back drives. Uh, so he didn't touch the field for what felt like the entire second quarter. Yeah, the game was yeah. over at halftime. It got no closer. So you, you take this one, you throw it out. Mahomes does get you a pity garbage touchdown to Tyreek Hill. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire scores, out-touched Le'Veon Bell 9-6 to six in this one. Such a weird game for their offense. They barely had the ball in a game that they were up so big. Yeah, they won by th- they won, almost won by 30. Yeah. And, and so. they didn't really run that many pay- plays. Some, no. Mahomes threw the ball, I believe, less than 30 times. 23. And they had less than 20 total runs. Yep. And, of course, it was played in the snow. So maybe they weren't expecting it. I don't know. Yeah, it is a weird game, and it's tough if you were trying to figure out, like, exactly how it's going to shake out with Le'Veon Bell and CEH because you didn't. Uh, yeah. No, we didn't get the full picture this week. Not at all. All right. 49ers Patriots. This is the worst Patriots loss at home in the Bill Belichick era. And boy, was it bad. I mean, this was unwatchable, especially for the Jarek McKinnon shareholders, as Tom Cam, so eloquently put. Cam post-COVID has been god-awful. Yeah, he's been brutal. And I don't even know how much I blame Cam. They have nothing. They have nothing for around him. him. Edelman is, uh, you know, he's, he's you know, not at least not what he used to be. And, you know, he was... The, the routes that he, like Tom said, the rapport that he had with Brady, it's, it's showing that that is what made him so good, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, that, he lived that in Tom trust, Brady's house. Exactly. That type of trust is really went, went the distance for him because you see it now and it's just, it's just not there. And no. it's not there for any of these receivers. It's not there for the running game. Also, no. There, it seems like there is nowhere for them to go. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Um, yeah. I, you can't play Stidham. You can't put in another quarterback. Like you're stuck with Yeah, like, like what is Stim gonna do better than Cam Newton? No, no, like, no, he, no. he threw a pick immediately I upon entering the game. Cam, and I don't mean that like in that sense. You gotta I, stick with Cam. I still think Cam's gotta really stick good, with Cam. but like you're not set up to have Cam succeed. Yeah. Well also from a fantasy lens, I mean, in the first few games he was getting two rushing touchdowns a game, which is yep. the sustain. Um, and this is what happens when those twelve points drop off the board and yep. then um, Right, so it's twelve points off the board, and then all of the points you have for just having a mediocre game off the board. Now you add some turnovers; that's a negative six, and you end up with Cam, who gets. I, I'm not even sure he had a positive performance. I, think I don't think been, he did. I think it might have been In, point one two. Yeah, just barely negative. Not good. Yeah, not good. If he can rush touchdowns in, he will be somewhat in that startable range, but. But yeah. we didn't even, you know, we didn't even think to him as a loser, and he was horrible. And I think that that kind because of points to right. I think it kind of points to like it's it, he is not the 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 problem here. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Tom. His third pick was definitely not his fault. Tom, it's not your fault. <laughs> it's not your fault. You know that's Justin Herbert's fault. That's Damn you, Justin Herbert. Did you know that? That's pretty incredible. Then. <laughs> Did Matt Damon win an Oscar for for Goodwill Hunting? Because he should have if he ad libbed the crying. I think him and Ben Affleck wrote it together, and they won Best Original Screenplay. Right. That is, I know they won that, and I think Robin Williams won for Best Supporting. Not the point. Let's talk shit on Justin Herbert. Because uh, my boy's wicked smart. Because he ruined our week. Our boy was wicked smart. Um, was Herbert looks great. Uh, it's. I don't know what else to say. I mean. 
Kelly and Justin Jackson gave the Chargers nothing on the ground, so Herbert was like, fine, I'll lead us in rushing too. How about before the game, Jags, speaking of a quarterback not being a problem, uh, <laughs> how about the Jags like, yeah, we're thinking about benching Gardner Minshew. Like he hasn't the only reason anybody <laughs> likes your team. <laughs> and he hasn't rolled them to points. You yeah. know what I mean? Like like he is the problem. They're they're right on the cusp, and if only they just had someone a you, little better than Gardner you, Minshew. Guy with James great Robinson. attitude who's What's that, Tom? They should bench James Robinson too while they're at it. Yeah. yeah. Save him for next year. <laughs> James Robinson is gonna be a good football player for a very long time. Uh, yeah, he looks, he looks very good. awesome. Gonna say he already is a good football player, but the, for a very long time you've got me there as well. Um, I tried to trade for him in Dynasty, and you know the owner was smart; won't let me have him. I, what would you take? What would you take for him? I tried to give. It's got to be an elite level, level option value. King's ransom of picks is what I said. To all the uh, to all the, the people like me who, in some leagues that drafted early, drafted Leonard Fournette early. Um, that's what we would have been getting. <laughs> Well, maybe not yeah. as efficient, but we wouldn't get all those touches. Listen, that, damn it. that's so true, though. It's it's bullshit. It is. It wasn't a bad pick. I will go down saying that it was not a bad pick. Despite like, as long as he was weird. on the team, he was going to get a stupid workload. It was so that. weird that everybody was like, "You can't draft Leonard Fournette." Like, why? He was great. great. The yeah, box. he was. He had. He led them in catches in the first half. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Jags running backs, our thoughts go out to Ryquel Armstead. He. Came down with COVID in the preseason. Has now been hospitalized twice with complications. Announced he's out for the year. We hope that he has a speedy recovery and that everything kind of gets sorted uh, out with that. Thompson's on COVID list too. Yep. So it's a James Robinson show like you saw today. Yeah. An interesting week for COVID because it just like there were cases announced late in the week and it just never seemed like any of those games were in doubt. Yeah. And I wonder if that's how we're just going to operate moving forward. I have no comment on that stuff at this point. Yeah, speaking of operating moving forward, uh, as we record this, Seattle has a 10-7 lead on Arizona and are driving. Touchdowns have been scored by Tyler Lockett and DeAndre Hopkins as Tom wow, broke Lockett. news. My yeah. shutdown. Mm. Sorry, guys. I didn't we'll want to rat you out on air, Scotty, but you don't have to rat His second touchdown against them in 11 games, though. Scott will take accountability so for, I might for go back picks well. whenever he can. I'll wear him on the chest. Yeah, for sure. We've also got um, – the Bears and the Rams on Monday night. Hopefully everybody uh, sweats that one out just like we will be doing. Check out our Instagram, at RutzFF. You'll see our man catch Monday. Some really good candidates from the early games uh, this week. See who took home the crown after that. And we've also got uh, our Week 8 preview coming up. Uh, wow, Week 8. We made it. Trucking. We're, we're, we're right so along. Moving along. If you're above 500 right now, you're, you're in a great spot. Agreed. And if you're not, four and th- if you're, you're four okay. and three, if, and if you're even if you're three and four, you're probably right in the mix. Yep. You know, bye weeks are going to come hot and heavy pretty soon here, guys. Four and five, you could use a W, but you're still not even out yet. Six and seven, that's the goal, guys. Six and seven. Listen, if you're one and six, just think about the glory run you're about to go on and it's get yourself in the playoffs. And, and if you're zero oh and seven, get ready to go zero oh and eight because you probably suck. I've done it. <laughs> I've seen those Are you going to sweat down. it out? Yeah. Is it going to be fun? Hopefully. People got I've seen that. someone in a league that we were in together start 6 and 0 and miss the playoffs. Finish 1 and 6 and miss the playoffs. Anything can happen. Yes. Keep setting your lineups and hoping for the best. And I've well, seen someone go 6 and 0 and then lose 7 in a row and not make the playoffs. Well, 
Brutal. Before before you set those lineups, make sure you listen to us on Thursday for the Week 8 preview. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram, at RutzFF. For Tom and Scott, I'm Don, and I almost said my name was Tom again, you did but it, I though. didn't. You did it. So keep scoring.